Our theme this month is the value of belonging. And this morning, I would like to speak under the subtitle, The Value of Connecting. We know how connecting is so important. And uh, I don't know if you've been experiencing problems with connectivity these days. Looks like the cell phone signals are not as strong. And, uh, you know, we've moved our meetings a lot to Teams or Zoom. And we're doing all these virtual meetings. And, and sometimes you have a problem when the whole thing is buffering, you know. So in my sermon today, I'm trying to bring in the antidote for buffering Christians <laughs> who are not connected. I got this from Bishop Morrissey, so please don't blame me for it. Look at him and say, stop buffering. Yeah, we, we need strong connections. We need strong connections. And I want to show you from God's word today some of the principles why connecting is so important using Luke chapter 15 as our main text, verse 3 to 7 and verse 11 to 32. I will not read verse 11 to 32. It's kind of long, but I'll quote it. I'm reading the NIV Bible, Luke 15, verse 3. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you had a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? Underline that. Until he finds it. And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and go home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and say, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. Underline that. I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who don't repent. Jesus in this parable is talking about the importance of finding the lost sheep. In other words, in this story he is highlighting the importance of seeking others. It is important for us to understand that on this road and on this journey of living for God, there will be a possibility of some people going out the wrong way, of ramping where they should not of ramp, going into things where they shouldn't go into, and the honors rest on us to look for them, to go after them, and to find them, to find them. We need to ensure that when we see a child of God who's gone off the wrong way, we should go and talk to them. I'm amazed at the way during lockdown there are people who started embracing certain beliefs, strange beliefs, going into things that they never believed in before, but they went there. But you see, it is for you to go out and seek for them. Can I hear a good amen? Tell your neighbor you need to be the seeking one. So Jesus is showing us the importance of us making sure when we see one of our friends, one of our brothers, one of our colleagues going out the wrong way, we go out to look for them. Many times people will not come back on their own. Many times people will need to do that. will need to be followed up. I did a lot of follow-ups, you know, when I started the church. And even as a Christian... I went out after people, or sometimes Christians backslide. You know, sometimes people go the wrong way. 
And I would go out looking for them. And it's a great day when you see a child of God coming back. So I need to challenge you to go out and seek for those who left during the lockdown. The second example is that of the prodigal son who left his father's house with a bad attitude. Zing zonged his father. Now in case you want to look at the English dictionary, that word zing zong is not there. That's a made-up Grace Bible Church, Bishop Mosasono word, Zing Zong. It sounds very bad, eh? I mean, it sounds like Motona Omakak, Ufur Spot. Zing Zong, this father. Left home in a bad way, but it's quite interesting to look at the demeanor and the behavior of the father. It's quite obvious that this father, every day, he would go out, scan the horizon, hoping his son would come back. It's very obvious from reading the story. Because the Bible says, the day this boy came to his senses, because people come to their senses. You know, there are people who walk away from God, and maybe five years later, they come to their senses. The problem sometimes, you come to the senses, you say, it's a very satellite thing. And we come back with scars, Marok Salayo, we've come back to our senses. Can I hear an amen, Bazan? Yeah. And this boy came to his senses and then decides to gather up courage to go back home and he's rehearsed this long speech that when I see my father, I'll say to him, Father, you know, I, I don't deserve to be called your son. You can just call me your servant and so on. But it's interesting the way the story unfolds because this father is so looking forward to the coming back of his son that the Bible says, and his father saw this boy from afar off. It means every day this man would go out and scan the horizon and look for his child because the heart of a parent never gives up on a child. No matter what they do, no matter how far they go, no matter how much they say they want to disassociate themselves with you, there's something about the heart of a true parent. Just can't give up on your child. And so when you saw him afar off, this father, you read it, this was a man of, of great achievement. This was a statesman. This was a man of great pride. He was up there and he used to wear, you could tell from the robes that he wore, wore that he was a rich man, he was a man of status. But when he saw his son, the Bible says he ran to him. When you read in history, you'll find that people who wore these types of robes don't run. Actually, royalty never runs. You'll never see Queen Elizabeth running. She doesn't, you, you don't run when you're royalty. No, no, you must have poise. And you must be gracious and deliberate and slow. You don't run. Mara, this man, when he saw his son, he forgot who he was. And he runs to the son. And doesn't even give the boy a chance to explain himself. Doesn't even give him a chance to go through his written speech. He just grabs the guy and he says, I'm going to restore you to the position. Turns back, says to his servants, bring a rope. Put it on him. Go and get a sheep. Slaughter it. Let's have a big party. My son who was gone is back. My son who was dead is alive. And so what do we see in this father? We see in this father. We see in this man. Another attitude. It highlights the importance of receiving others who have gone astray. We see this man 
in his steadiness, in his receptivity. We see that this father is prepared and he is responsive to a child who is coming back. We need to lovingly, in cell groups, receive others and receive people back. We should do that, Barcelona, even as a church. Please let's not chase away people who are coming back with wounds and scars. Let's not do that. And so these two stories really highlight to us the importance and the value of connecting. The reason we have cell groups and the reason we say everyone needs to belong to a cell group is that cell groups is where we see the value of connecting. Cell groups are our regular small meetings with people where people help one another, encourage one another, support one another in life. Because, Barcelona, in life, you need people who will do life with you. You need people who will walk the road with you. Okasi pets. You can't finish yourself. Okasi pets. You need people who will do life with you and we need to keep one another accountable. Therefore, there's great value in connecting because there's support, there's helps in times of trouble, there's better capacity. You go further in life when you are connected with people. Can I hear an amen? amen. So what happens in a cell? There's connection. Somebody say connection. Amen. There's fellowship. Say fellowship. There's learning, say learning. There's prayer, say prayer. And there's support, say support. Let's say it again. Connection, fellowship, learning, prayer, support. Say it again. Look at the neighbor. Say neighbor, it's connection. No buffering. Especially you, no buffering. All right, say connection, fellowship, learning, prayer, and support. This is what happens in a cell. Listen to what the Bible says in Hebrews 10, verse 25. The Bible in basic English says, not giving up our meetings, as is the way of some, but keeping one another strong in faith. You know what keeps you strong in faith, Barcelona, is when you connect with people who are of the same faith as you. I'm telling you, sometimes the reason we don't do certain things is simply because we are connected to others. Yeah. And sometimes the reason we're able to go a step further is because we are connected to others. See, what the devil would want to do is to isolate you. What the devil wants to do more and is to do, make you to be umahamba yet. And many of God's people experience crisis in their faith because they're trying to do this Christian thing by themselves. You will not succeed. You need others. You need to be connected to others. Can I hear a good amen? amen? The New Living Translation says, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another. Can I hear an amen? amen? So in our vision as Grace Bible Church, in our strategy as a church, we say cell groups is where we as Grace Bible Church members sit around the table. Mara, that table, aringole the usual way, yeah, the Wengolan table. We write it T-A-I-B-L-E. And we use it as an acronym. All right? It's where we sit around the table. And here's the shape of our table. Just look at this table that we have behind me. This table here 
is round, as you can see it. It's got six legs. The roundness of this table speaks of connecting or being on the same path. It speaks of friendliness. See, a square table, you have somebody who sits at the head, we say, at the head of the table. And what it means is this person is, you know, above us, us all. On the round table, the round table gives a suggestion that even if we have a leader among us, Mara, we have an equality among us. We are here to share together and do life together and see a final song, see a cooler song. We just differ in the degrees, Mara, we sit around the table. But a round table is also that everybody can see everybody. And everybody can participate, everybody can contribute. So we sit around this table. And the six legs of this table represent the principles upon which our cells are standing. We don't just do cells for the sake of it. It's based on the Bible, as I showed you last week, and it's based on principles. And here are the things, the legs of the table. T stands for transparency. In a cell, we know people and they know us. We are open, we are transparent. We have no mchecha pansi, only mchecha pezu. Right? But people know us, they know our name, they know where we stay. And depending on how you do the cell, you got to be able to connect with people on many issues. Sometimes you are of the same age group in terms of raising children. You can share the secrets of raising children, secret recipes. You know? Sometimes you are of the same age group in terms of lineal, or you may have an older person, you want to ask them, how did you stay married for 150 years? Rona, we are unable to stay married for 150 days. So, you know, in a cell group, you can have people who can, you can be transparent. You know, you know, Bazalana, now, I'm not saying you must go tell your stuff to everybody. But I'm hoping, Bazalana, we can connect in a meaningful way to learn to be open with others. Not on everything, but that people can know us. You see, there are many people who die with a lot of stuff inside of them. And unfortunately, sometimes we ourselves haven't proven ourselves to be faithful with people's secrets. But say the cell would love to, you know, be transparent, people know us, and so on. And it's so nice, you know. And I was sharing in the first service, you know, we, my bishop and I, we attended a cell in our street. Well, over time, I stopped going. She went more than I did. Because, you know, when I went to a cell, everybody would freeze. And, I, and, I, and I, did, I didn't like it, you know. When I'm there, everybody just freezes. And I'm thinking, how Lenaki mood. But, you know, and I tried. I tried all kinds of tricks. But I realized that if somebody was supposed to open the prayer, how to Abu Lekatapelo? Before Abu Lekatapelo, one chair. At least Mama managed it better. But I, I ended up just giving up. And I said, look, I want them to have a nice cell. I want everybody to go to a cell. Don't clap hands for me not going to a cell. It's not good. But, but then I've decided, now that we're going back to the cells, I will belong to a cell, but maybe it's like a root or something. You know, people who will not freeze. And I'm not there. But it's, it was nice. Because in a cell, people got to know me, got to know my bishop, got to know our children, know where we stay. You know, they know. Yeah, they know. You know? 
We're human, Lerun. Yeah, when I get pricked by a needle, it's not gold that comes out or the anointing, it's blood like you. You know, you, 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 it's, it's a good thing. But in a cell, not only is there transparency, there's transformation. It's in a cell where we change and we become Christ-like. It's in a cell where we've got to challenge other people in their lifestyle. When you have a guy who's an abusive guy, you guys must talk to the guy. Yes. When you have a when you have a, a young friend of yours, only money you paying, you talk to them and forward to Yeah, there should be transformation. There should be Christlikeness because Christianity is not lived in isolation. The, 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 Christianity is lived among people. In fact, if you can stay married, raise children, stay in church and still be a Christian, then you are a real Christian. <laughs> because all these institutions will test your Christianity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christianity is best tested when you interact with people. What happens when there's disagreement? What happens when you're angry? What happens? And all those questions are there. What happens? What happens about Kadimile Chalet? Do you pay back? Or do you start quoting the verses to them? And then, and then over block. What do you do? Because, that, that's the th- because all of us, there's areas in our lives where we are still under construction. Some people, even if we pull a suit, we still have the old way of handling money. You know? We don't handle money well. There's no question. So, it's in a cell group where they help us. There's going to be transformation. But then, also, number two, in a cell, the letter A stands for accountability. We need to account for our lives. You know, let me tell you something. You know, we live in a time right now and this time of, this humanistic time we live in, what we call secular humanism. Secular humanism is where you take the human being and you make them the center of life. They are the be all and end all. So it means whatever I like to do, I'll do it and I don't care what you think. And I don't care how it affects you. Really? Really? Do you really think the things you do don't affect others? Even if it's your right, do you understand how you're connected to others? None of us is an island. If I choose to live a reckless life, right, and I choose to drown myself in all kinds of stuff, do you know the day I'm, I've passed on, my family that I didn't care about, the very people I didn't care about, they're the ones who have to pick up my remains, go into debt, and have a funeral for me. They're the ones who are going to have to Pick up on everything that I did. If I left debts, huh? if, you, if you are a married person and you have secret debts, secret deals, why little? The day you pass, I hear people say, no, but the fellow who told Langwana, wait, I told Langwana. 
In the first place, can I ask you something? Can I ask you something? Whether you are a guy or you are a lady, can I ask you something? Did you ever ask that child if they want to have a dad? If they want to have a mom? Did you ever ask them? Did you ever ask that child how they feel to be a child who doesn't know who their dad is or who their mother is? Did you ever ask them? See, we live in a selfish world where all we do is to think about ourselves. You know, sometimes, Bazalana, what keeps you from not doing stupid things is when you say, if I do this, how will it affect my family? How will it affect them? Just that one question will, will stop you from foolish things. But see, in a cell, Bazalana, this is where we become accountable with our lives. Yeah? Yeah, and we let people challenge us. They let, you let people challenge us. Why were you not in church on Sunday? Why are you not coming to the cell group? Why are you not connecting on Facebook prayer in the morning? Some of you, even if you can, you are not doing it. Yeah. You get your neighbor say, the world would think, yeah, well, not, yeah. <laughs> even if you're data, even if you're data, you're not, you're not doing it. No, you're not doing it. I stands for involvement. So in a cell, it's beautiful because the structure of a cell is that, you know, everybody gets involved. Somebody opens in prayer, the others read the scripture, the others share, and sometimes you go out, Lord City Sabato, you go out there. So, and, and that's how you learn this Christian life, is by involvement. You can't grow in your Christianity if you are not involved. Can I hear an amen? Amen. amen. B stands for backup and belonging. You know, you need to, you need backup. We need people to help us. You know, in the area where we live, I love it. It's a, it's a, it's a Soweto rice suburb. You know, you know, there are certain suburbs that are hard. You don't even know your neighbor. Just high walls. You describe them like a BMA red. You don't even know their name. No, not not Kokasinya. Kokasiaruna, number one. Kisowe to kwa. Lidi chata te mwalibu anate. Ito kisowe to te. Tamayaka style. In the evening, the abohola kau felato na woo. Ino di chata kodi gated communities adi abohola. By the train, the Lord busi kuwa roba. Lazaruna next. Adi roba le busi kuwa. But you know the nice thing? We know we, our neighbors are there for us. And my grandmother used to say, Musaukasi puti. Ah, you got me right. Yeah. If anything happens to you, it's the neighbors who are the nearest to you. Yeah. yeah. Mara, if you don't know them and they don't know you and you're not connected, they can't give you backup. You know, just uh, across the road there. Go, 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 there's a neighbor. I talked about him in the first service. I've got a neighbor there called Greg. You know, Greg is a, a nice guy. You know, you know, during the week, it does been on Wednesdays. But usually Wednesdays, you can take out the dustbin, then we have to go to work, my bishop and I. So, you know, after the dustbins have been emptied, ours will be there in the street for the whole day, you know. And you know, there's people who, when they see something like that, they say, Mudima Africa, let's all. <laughs> 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 you know, 
<laughs> and so Greg took it upon himself to take my dustbin for us, for me. Yeah. So he goes, takes his dustbin, and keeps it at his house. So one day, I'm like, what a dustbin? I'm going. You know that song? Yeah, Azul, Azul. I'm looking for my dustbin. So finally, I get this call from Greg. says, hey, Tatasson, or I don't be saying Tatasson. Tatasson, I say, hey, Greg, how are you? He says, look, I'm not looking for a church member. I'm looking for the dustbin. He says, no, So he says, every time I'll take your dustbin for you. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? At that time, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the vineyard on Ayama Bishop, the battery had run flat, you know. And, and guess who I called? Yeah. <laughs> Back up. So he, he wasn't there, but he sent his daughter, and the daughter comes in this Audi, this A1 Audi, Smolanyana Audi. So she comes to Shem Hatsi Bishem. So she comes there with this Moranyana Kakir, hey, Mona Petria, you can't boost her. So she didn't believe, so I connected her jump starter, start student. Then I called, she's a church member here, Oton Chapalena. I was Doreen. She's Doreen, she's our neighbor as well. And I phoned her, I says, Doreen, go out She comes, Kavania High, we start the car, we go, isn't it nice, Mazan? Then Horungu, Mupi Shop. You think the loss is in surround you, la? Because when, when, when your car is taki, there's no angel that's coming to help you. It's human beings. They are the ones who come to your help. But you see, you can't be helped when you never connected in the first place. If you neighbor snacks. But now she fellows taki. See, and this is what we have, Marcelo. We've got backup. It's a place where you belong. You know, I was telling somebody, you know, it's so nice to belong, Ozalan. One of the most favorite things I have for me. I had a family member the other day, our Bishop Monda. Hey, Kibuchiki, for five minutes. Kibuchika. I know Kibishop, but Kimohai. Do you understand what I mean? Go high, go high. You know, it's nice somebody at Abut Musa. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, somebody at Malume. Oh, oh, pa, yeah. Pa, pa, yeah. Why? Because we want to belong. At the end of the day, you're just human like everybody. You don't live in your bishopric regalia. Let me see, oh, yeah, a big company. Oh, fit a go higher. Oh, a paradise slippery retail. But it's very slippery retail. It's 1902. Defedile loco file out. So, loudly roads out. I'm a mopelato. And you know those slippers? Anybody knows those slippers? You're just a normal being. But why are you normal? Why do you let your hair down? Because you belong. You can't live in a facade. You can't live in an unreal world and try to have false spirituality and try to convince us that you are swinging from one miracle to another. You are human like the rest of us. So it's in a cell. 
We belong. You get to know people. You know who they are. You know their family. You know the names of their children. You know what's going on. You are there to help them. You are, when crisis comes, you are there. You belong somewhere. Some of you are not connecting. You know, during the lockdown, it was so painful. We couldn't trace some of our church members. We couldn't. We wanted to give aid to them because people were hungry. We wanted to take food to them. Nobody knows her name. Nobody knows her name. That guy, what's up, my uncle? Kavrupa. Nobody knows their name. He stayed a long time. I said, I'm going I see that camera was already pointing your way. He had to turn that way. Church, Bob wants somebody else. I asked him that them conto. You know the gentleman who asked me all the time. I asked them conto about him. Look chapter 15. Mulat. So he came several times. I said, I'm going to tell him. I said, I'm going to tell him. So he's been here now for several months. Welcome back. <laughs> now, some of you, you are surprised. How come I'm going to and I don't know your name? Because he's in a circle where I relate with people. You belong. I'm going to tell you that I'm going to but you see, when you don't belong, that's what's going to happen to you in the church. And when crisis comes and nobody comes, that's what people do. But you never connected with anybody. Look at your neighbor and say, you need to connect. Tell them again, you need to connect. You'll get back up, back up, back up, back up, back up. The letter L stands for learning. In a cell, we learn. You know, one of the things that was the most liberating things that I learned as I was reading God's word and, and praying about things is that you can, you know, everything can be learned. You, you, spirituality can be learned. You learn how to pray. You learn how to know how to hear the voice of God. You learn. It's a, you learn. You learn. You learn how to read the Bible and understand it. You learn. You learn how to be strong in the things of God. You learn how to be used in the gift of the Spirit. You learn. It's, it's not things. Personal. Don't sit there and say, oh, I wish I was like him. Bona. Bona. Everything I am, I've learned. I didn't preach like this when I started preaching. Now, I never used to preach like this. But over the years, I've learned. Everything you learn. Everything. You learn how to hear the voice of God. You learn how to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. You learn how to pray in the Spirit. You know, you learn how to cast out demons. Some of you can't cast out demons. Because demons, they are swaying. You don't know what I'm talking about. You can learn, Bazalan. Everything you can learn. You can learn how to run a church. That's my pleasure with these young pastors as we send them to go and start churches. I teach them how to lead a church. How do you lead a church of 
15 people, 10 people. When it grows, what do you do? What's the priorities? How do you have a good service, great service? Music group, I try to help them. How do you, the singing, the order of songs. You see, you see, you, you learn, but you learn. When anybody on Monanga is anything, they've learned. Yes, I know we're gifted, we're talented, there are people who are just naturally, but even with natural talent, it still must be refined. We learn in a cell. So in a cell, but I go there and learn. The majority of people who are leading churches today, they started in a cell group. They learned in a miniature way how to run a miniature church. You see? And that's why I tell people, how do you train people for being pastors? How are you able to get it? Look, our system gives people a chance to learn. In the Ministry of Helps, you learn. Why, when these young girls serving here as ushers, they're learning. They're learning. We learn Zamaka Tishuma one. I for it, my heart was moved. I get over with Tosaka teacher and Pagari, it is your daughter. But I like this compassion, you know. He has compassion over Bishop. He says, I'm a tissue. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach through a cell, we're able to evangelize. We're able to evangelize, and it's the best way of evangelizing. You bring in, you can bring in people who are not saved in a cell. Sometimes people, as they sit around the Christian community and they observe what we do and they listen, there's something, you know, some of you don't know, there's something different about you as a Christian. I'm telling you. Particularly if you, if you live the life. And I'm, when I say live the life, I'm not talking about uh, anointing, whatever. No, just living the Christian life with all our mistakes. But there's just something about somebody who's Christian. As a child, it used. It's, I noticed later, there's people in our church, I mean in our church, United Reformed, who were born again people. But there was just something about them. I just couldn't tell. As a child, there's just, there's just some, 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 some glory and some degree of something that stands out about them. You, 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 you don't know what it is. You don't know what it is. And you just admire and it attracts you to them. You know. And, and there's something. So sometimes you bring in the unsaved people into a cell. And they just sit there. And you don't have to force them to be saved. But just being around you. Just looking at you. God is going to change their lives. Can I hear an amen? Amen. amen. So in a cell you'll find encouragement, support, acceptance. Why? Because we are stronger together. We are better together. <laughs> we, we are made to be together. Somebody say we are stronger together. We are better together. We are made to be together. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 to 12. Two are better than one. 
For they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help him. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? That's the question. The message Bible says it's better to have a partner than to go with alone, Pastor Zane. message Bible. Share the wealth. If one falls down, the other helps. But if there's no one to help, Pastor Zane, <laughs> tough. Hey! Two in a bed warm each other. Alone. <laughs> Pastor Zane. He's shivering even now. Kawana, it's from. It's a residue of It's good, Bazalana, to belong. Can I have an amen? amen? It's good to be connected. Now watch this, Bazalana, as I come to a conclusion. In a cell group, we're imperfect people. Sometimes, but Sometimes they'll say something that's not nice. But isn't that the reality of who we are? Isn't that the real acid test of Christianity that is lived among imperfect people? None of us is perfect. Hang around anybody long enough, you'll find something about them. Engeko right. Yeah. Yeah. I've never understood Christian people when we even go out into the world and talk among unsafe people about each other and criticize one another. Penguin, I've never understood why when we find imperfection among Christians, we want to walk away. I've never understood it. I've never understood it. And yet, anywhere, everywhere else where many of you are, you are in imperfect situations. Some of you did clap on the DIG and Jan. Kimo kila pagapag. Clap ya kaya DIG and Jan. Mara heaven left it. The people about peace and love. There's no much peace. There's no much love. Huh? But we're faithful. But why is it when something is wrong in your church? One thing. That's foolish. Stupid. Stupid. Yeah. Why is it? Why, why are we so impatient with one another as God's children? Why are we assuming that by being Christian we become perfect people? We don't. Some people they don't know how to babu anje. What would you do if you were Jesus? I mean, Jesus led a group of 12 guys 
Read the story. All of them had problems. Judas Narata Chelet. Jesus kept him on stuff. Peter on a pop. James was an unbelieving guy. James, you could see things that I'm like, no, I go, hold you, you've got to prove it. Jesus, Jesus had to put up with these 12 guys. Never walked away from them. Even when Judas came, he called him a friend. And that's why he's going to give him a kiss of death. Called him a friend. Why are we learning? Why are we not learning from Christ? In a cell group, that's why you will see the imperfections of Christians. And we're imperfect people. None of us is perfect. And if you're looking for a perfect group of people, you'll never find it. Or if you find it, you're going to mess it up by joining because we're now you're not perfect. So in cells, we're imperfect people, but we're growing people. We're becoming more like Christ. We are friends. We are family. First Thessalonians 5, 11 says, so encourage each other and build up one another just as you are doing. Who must belong to a cell? You, me, us. Find your place. Rabula, Kajulai. Find your place. Belong. Cell groups are valuable, Bazarana, because number one, they are a safe space to be, according to Acts chapter 20, verse 19. Cells help us to build community, knowing each other, being, you know, some of you, like Sebana today, like Chakelana, you met at a cell. Some of you, your husband and wife, you met at a cell. It's a harapella. You didn't close your eyes. <laughs> and your amen was the loudest. And after that teacher, you went and told them the way the Holy Spirit was so full in the whole place. You knew you had some vested interest. <laughs> Number three, in a cell, we help foster spiritual growth. According to Acts 2, 42 and 43, we foster spiritual growth. In a cell, we create transparency. According to 1 Corinthians 9, verse 19. So how do, how do our cells, our cells operate? They operate any time, any day, any place, any grouping. As long as we go to a maximum of, I think, 15 or maximum, 15, right? Pardon? 12. A maximum of 12. So any grouping, once we exceed 12, we must divide and have another cell. And now we're adding this one. It can be contact face-to-face -face cell or it can be virtual. Now we will give guidelines on all of that. Please get us start on the WhatsApp group. You are number letter the Oh. Wait for us to give more guidelines. You meet for 60 minutes once a week. Imagine, Bazalan, just meeting 60 minutes once a week. Then Bahom Kela does been. Isn't that amazing, Bazalan? I mean, really, I mean, really. Really, I mean, you connect. It's, 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 I mean, it move, you, know, you know, relationships and connections are dynamic. They move from one thing to the other to the other. Next thing you do, you realize, you know, next you realize you studied the same course. Next thing you realize there are certain books that you need. It's, it just moves from one thing to the other to the other. But when you're alone, it's a real problem. So here's the guidelines, Basalana, as I close. Number one, cell groups are there 
not to be an isolated group. They are there to propagate the vision of Grace Bible Church. Right? So we're very strict about that. That's why we give lessons. That must be taught. Scott, like a revelation, how or a lot of hotel a major one. To a guest speaker. You understand me? Oh, Murata major one, Murata, Mararema, to sell group in your own. Little revelation, Nakaka, Rebak. We pray the, the, the cell groups, they are there to propagate the vision of Grace Bible Church. That's why we, it's part of our vision. So we want people to respect that. Number two, you mustn't exclude certain people in a cell. Everybody's welcome. Thirdly, no cell must be opened without our consent and our knowledge. Because there's a process of opening a cell. There's accountability. You know what's going on? I don't think people have the full appreciation of the trouble they put us in. When they start things on our platform in our name and they defect to something else. Even if Barcelona, even if it just involves a group of people who are from our church. You know, we had so many situations happen in church over the years. Over the years. A certain incident where some event was started, some services were started, they had lots of young people going to this particular place, many of them. And it was kids from our church. And there were prayer meetings, all kinds of things happening there. It was fine. It was, there was nothing bad happening. Except that the children would leave home and come home late. And, among, and as an aftermath of that, one of the young people who has the same name as me started going around as an evangelist. I could say, oh, nights on this young man. And that's Amali, this girl, you know. And, and, and they left by a kai kai. So, so this girl was raised by a grandmother. And the grandmother got angry because I don't know this girl got pregnant or what. I don't know what happened. And then she came over to our church offices because they said this girl, what's Amali, Linna? Because the name is the same. The name is the same. And she, this grandmother wasn't, wasn't fair to me. She came over to the offices. Here I am, we're having offices, Kai Kai, and I'm in my office. And I hear in the reception somebody, Arohakan. I mean, of all things, eh? Yeah. Kappa, eh? I mean, great triple eight. Equa. Sure. I had never heard. And I'm wondering. Finally, I had to go see her, you know, and I said, and and she comes in, and in the meantime, I don't even know what she's talking about. No clue. At that time, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know. No. Never. Come to find out afterwards the story I just told you and who the person was on Atamali, this girl. And Naki Rohaki, look at you. And you know, I thought, you know, it's so unfair of church people to take the things we say must be done and add other things. Take a cell group, or selling products. Well, it's got other things. Go cell grouping. It's a cell. No, the purpose is the six things we talked about. It's not a burial scheme. It's not. It's not. No, no, no. And here's the problem. When things go wrong at the cell, people leave the church. 
and they go around saying, but tobacco grace. And I'm thinking, do people really understand how they implicate us? So, without our authorization and our blessing, please don't do it. And not only that, the only people who will lead cells are those that we've trained and have approved to lead a cell. Those are the only people. So we just want to give those guidelines so that people must understand a cell as well is not a replacement of a local church. Look at your neighbor and say, Trada. Those of you who don't understand, you can ask what they mean by that. And finally, we expect strict adherence to the purpose of the cell. Strict adherence. We are there to do those things. We are there to meet for an hour. Don't start meeting for two hours. Skela kalanga hosela na di coffee. Kiaba na latola. Kwa nanga rokona le coffee kamo. Don't start there. That's that's not. We just want people to come, meet, do whatever, and get out. Just 60 minutes, leave. No coffee, no anything. Just go home. And if you do that, Bazalan, I'm telling you through cells, how I look forward to hearing every one of you telling me about who Greg is in your life. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward. Where you know you are connected to people, you know them, you know them by name. You know them by name and you know they're human. But you're doing life together. We're helping one another in the things of God. And we're connected together as God would have us to be connected. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you because you are faithful. And your word is a lamp to our feet. It's a light on our path. If we follow your word, we'll never go astray. If we follow what you say, the enemy will not take advantage of us. I've tried my best to share your heart. I pray that beyond the words that I've spoken, you'll inscribe this truth in the consciousness of your people that every one of us will belong. We can account. We can come under some form of leadership. We can connect with other people where we can do life together. We can walk this path together. I pray that you help us. I pray that you bless us. I pray that you guide us. Our heads bowed, please, our eyes closed. We're closing in a short while. Nobody moving around, nobody leaving. If you are here for the first time, even those of you who are watching by way of live streaming, if it is that you want to invite Jesus Christ into your life, to be the Savior and the Lord of your life. You look at your life, you realize, you know, my life is not right before God, but I want God to lead me and guide me. And you need prayer. Would you raise your hand, please, right where you are? I want to pray for you. Thank you for that bold hand at the back. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Someone else want to raise your hand? Here am I. Here am I. I want to give my life to you, Lord. Can I ask the people to raise their hands? Would you stand on your feet? I see one for now. There could be others that I don't see. Can you stand on your feet? There's one more again there. There's another one there. God bless you. You know, as I said, thank you. Thank you so much, young lady. Look, in this place right now, there are no perfect people. 
We are not here because we are perfect. I'm not preaching because I'm faultless. We're here because God became gracious on us. God took the mess of our lives, changed them, and made us to be who we are. So if we still have others who want to be prayed for and you are still seated, would you join the people who are standing? Just stand on your feet. Say, yeah, please count me in, Bishop. I want to be prayed for. I want my life to be touched by God. Only God changes lives. Only God transforms lives. Thank you. Thank you. I take time on this because it would be a big mistake and it would be a debt I could not repay. When I stand before God and, and God asks me, they were in church that day, you never gave them the opportunity. I want to say, God, I did my best. But in the same way, you'll have to answer the same question. God will ask you, you were given an opportunity. You knew you should stand, you didn't do it. Why? So I want to give you one more time. If you are still seated and you want to join the people who are standing, there are several who are standing already. Would you stand? Don't be ashamed. Don't worry what people are going to say about you. It's not about them. It's about your life. It's about God working in your life. Would you stand right where you are right now? Go ahead. Thank you, young man. Thank you, young man. Stand on your feet. You may not fully understand why you are standing. Thank you, young man. You may not understand. Thank you, young man. I see more are standing. You may not fully understand what I'm talking about, but in your heart of hearts, you can sense the Spirit of God talking to you. You may not even know is the Spirit of God, but you know in your heart something is saying stand because you know your life needs help. Only God can help. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless you. Can I ask everybody who's standing right now, all of you who are standing, would you please just come from where you are standing? I want to pray for you. Take all your belongings. Don't leave any of your belongings behind. Just walk to the front. Come, let's pray together. We clap because we, we admire you. We admire your courage. We admire your courage. We admire your decisiveness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Give them a big hand, everybody. Come on, somebody shout to the Lord with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Shall we all stand on our feet, please, everybody?